I'm thinking something like. Hi, my dear angel, Hello. my spooky little bean. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Did you say spooky little bean? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good costume, a bean. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. <laughs> Can of pinto beans. <laughs> Right? That's funny. A pinto bean. I was thinking a little English green pea. Cute. With your little head. You wouldn't be able to eat. I feel like that'd be a hard costume to like <laughs> function in. I'm, oh, never, let's what? keep going. I, what? I was thinking of a, <laughs> an Instagram post where you were like a, a hot dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just your face. And it, was you know, I a vagina? No. <laughs> it was like a graphic thing, how you can make your face just on a graphic thing. I oh, can't remember what it was. Yeah, like a filter? Yes. Yeah, I can't I, remember. I, anyway, sorry, oh, that just those came to my mind. I love Instagram <laughs> filters. Oh, my God. You do love them. Oh, my God. I love so watching fun. them. I like it when you have sparkles and freckles on your face. Me too. So cute. Or the full tattoos. I'm like, I'm <laughs> yes. attracted to myself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, don't ever be sorry. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Um, this episode, is, we're talking about fear. Yeah. We were trying to be spooky. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about fear. <laughs> and I love it. You, mm-hmm. I, you're just so smart. I really am so grateful that I know you because I learned more about myself, uh, learned. And I feel like people are really going to gain a lot from this episode. It's short too, mm-hmm. which is nice. And yeah. there's so much information in there. I love it. Thanks. Um, Thank, I'm glad. Well, we got into the other part where we went behind the paywall where we got into some good stuff, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this episode that is for everybody mm-hmm. is so good. In addition, the other half that we get into that are for the subscribers, just only five dollars a month. Link is in the bio. Uh, we go deeper re- into how we've been experiencing fear. Yeah. We go, we get vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You and cried. I did. And yeah. it was so nice. Mm-hmm. I really feel, I, I just love these conversations. They help me so much. I just mm-hmm. feel so blessed to know you and to be in this room and to be mm-hmm. healing and growing. And I'm just so excited and happy that we get to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like these conversations yeah. go on with friends. Yes. But we we just, talk like this all the time. Yes. Honestly, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful. And yeah. now to share it with others, like it's going to just to build that community is, is really cool. Yeah. I, I like it when you, you know, when you hear and listen, you're like, yeah, me too. Somebody right? else gets it. Yeah, exactly. Those moments are, they may seem insignificant, but they're huge for people. Um, I know they are for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that part of, uh, the episode, the subscriber one comes out next Thursday. Um, so if you're not already a subscriber, go ahead and click the link and you'll get a weekly episode I at know, that point. So exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love you so much and thank you, you for being you. Same to you. Love you. Love you too. Mm-hmm. This is Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Are you afraid? (laughs) Are you afraid, little girl? Some people are. (laughs) Some people are afraid of therapy. (laughs) That took a hard turn. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking because 
we were talking earlier about how this podcast has helped people like they've reached yeah. out and been like, I'm not afraid to go to therapy anymore. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> Some people are afraid to talk about shit. Yeah. A lot of people are. Do you get that? It's pretty normal. I think. Yeah. If you didn't grow up learning how to like when that was just such a thing you avoided. Yeah. Do you get people in your practice? Well, see, you say a lot that you're like, you're at a point in your career where if people aren't ready to like jump into things, you don't see them. It just doesn't work out. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not a primary therapist, so I don't do like long-term stuff. And it's more of once you've kind of gotten an understanding of your story and how it's affecting you and, and you're ready to, to go deeper into mm-hmm. the, the stuff that's buried down in there. That's where I like to come in. Okay. So, yeah. How did you deal with people being afraid to go deeper when you first started therapy? Oh, that's a good question. I'm I'm a I'm gonna like challenge things head on. Mm. I'm gonna earn the right to do it with the client. But if if it feels like there's a stall, I'm just gonna get curious and and challenge that a little bit and say, what are what are you scared of? Let's name it. A lot of times, when we can name the fear, it loses a lot of power it has. Mm-hmm. But then when it it makes sense for trauma for, that that's something really scary for people to look at and work with because that's how they've defined themselves in their life. Yeah. Like in the context of this, this thing and to let go of it, they're like, now what? Like, what is, what do I do or who am I if I'm not this person with this, that's Mm. dealt with this. And so it can just be really scary. And then I think it's pretty normal to be like, if we're intentionally going to look at hard things Mm -hmm. and it's like your, it's your biggest fear. You know, I've heard somebody ask like a question before, like what's everybody has like this one thing you wish you could get over or that had never happened or, Mm. you know, like normally something comes to mind for you. Maybe you've got more than one of those things, but a lot of times people have like the one thing we've been like avoiding or pushing down and minimizing. Um, I think it's scary to look at it. Yeah. Some people are just like, my life is fine not looking at it. Yeah, we think so. You yeah. get sick. <laughs> you get sick. A lot of times, I mean, you're, yeah, your body can get sick or you get burnt out or you're, you're chronically stressed or anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get sick in different ways, but yeah. And people don't think about something in their past affecting that. They're like, why am I so stressed or why do I have mm-hmm. uh, this, my body's acting up or whatever. It's like, yeah, a lot of autoimmune disease pops up kind of like your body your nervous system that stuff's held in the nervous system so a lot of those of like your body can get sick Mm -hmm. mine has yeah Yeah, so yeah it it gets stressed and they said the body deals with what the mind won't (laughs) oh i see that a lot yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you and excuse me you and ashley hampton who is a previous guest Mm -hmm. you guys we talked a little bit about how like sometimes ashley would see people and be like Oh, you're not ready to come to therapy. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's like something you can be like addressing being like, you're afraid of this and compared to like, Oh, you're not ready to go in. Well, that could be what, what it is that says you're not ready, mm. but I just, it shows up as resistance, you know? Um, a lot of times you would talk around, you talk in circles around the thing without actually saying it. And <laughs> I'm just going to say, let's look at this. Let's talk about it. Mm. And sometimes there's um, 
it, resistance shows up in different ways. And if that just keeps happening, it may say, I don't, are we ready for, for this? A lot of times after, I mean, this was, when I get people now, they know what they're coming for. Yes. But I would think before I kind of started doing things the way I do them now, pretty quickly after a session or two, if someone wasn't ready, they didn't come back. Because oh. I make it pretty clear, like what we're doing. We're getting in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not everybody's style, um, but a lot of times they're like, "I need somebody that's going to be straightforward and tell, like, I'm going to call you out on on that resistance um, in a way that's that's kind mm-hmm. <laughs> and supportive." But I'm um, I'm wasting your time if I go in circles with you, right? Yeah. And so often I like people. It's weird to me how many people just do talk therapy. Mm-hmm. And like, like uh, some people will come on here and they'll be like, oh, wow, Melanie, you're like reading me. Like me and my therapist don't do this, you know? And I feel like that, not that talk therapy is bad, but I feel like that just like you're avoiding all of this stuff that's sitting there. It's wild. Yeah. Well, and there's, um, there's a talk therapy is needed. It's to learn, learn about yourself. It helps you make sense of things and understand and bring awareness. But then it's what do you do with that awareness? And Uh, a lot of times, you know, we may change some behaviors, but when you're looking at like trauma, this stuff is, it's it's deeper in there mm. and it's understanding what, what it's doing and letting it kind of release out of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get a lot? I mean, again, people come to you knowing what's up. But like maybe people that aren't even coming to you about psychedelics, but are that like we live in the South, you know, it's not really like (laughs) we're not in Colorado or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of fear around that of like offering it up to people or mentioning it and people being like, oh, no, no, no. Do I get a fear about mentioning psychedelics, like suggesting that to people? Do you get fear from other people? When it is suggested. Yeah, or mentioned, like, by, like, other practitioners. Are, are they like, ooh, I don't know about that. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah. And it's just, if, I mean, I, I'm close friends of mine don't, mm. they're like, eh, that's just not my thing, and that's okay. That just means it's, it's, it's just one way to heal. And if you have a big resistance or fear of it, it's probably not for you. Oh. Uh, what yeah. if somebody wanted, because a lot of people, I think, they've just been told by other people who have done uh, psychedelics recreational where they're Mm -hmm. like, stay away Mm because they've had like a bad thing. Mm -hmm. How would you like lead someone in if they're like, I want to do psychedelics, but I'm scared. Mm -hmm. Where would you go with that? I wouldn't say let's talk about that fear. Why it feels scary. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, they also say there's no bad trip that it is all, it all can be used for, for healing. But I think, I do think we can have we have bad experiences with psychedelics, and that's normally a result out of um, someone doing it recreationally and not really understanding the the ability it has to bring up trauma. And they're at a festival <laughs> or a concert, or they're thinking they're having this chill time with their friends, and then this thing comes up, and they don't have any support around them to know how to move through it, and that can feel really destabilizing. And psychedelics we're kind of trying to destabilize the system because what's the system is not working if Mm. we're having a lot of you know stuff going on so we're looking at how how well can we put that back together and that's why integration is so important what do you mean by the system nervous system your body Uh. your brain everything um it's not working for some reason you know in a way because it's got the trauma in there and Mm. so 
sometimes it opens windows for those things to come up. And if we're not supported in the set and setting is huge. And, and so, um, yeah, it can be scary, but I'd say let's, let's process that and understand it. And then it's, I always tell clients, even when some people come and they've done a lot of research and they're, they're ready to do it, but it's their first time doing psychedelics. And there's a lot of nerves around that. And I check in a lot of times and say, anxiety and fear are different. Mm. Anxiety feels like a reverence for something. This you you know this is important, something you're doing. So just like performing on a stage, you get anxious, you have some reverence for what you're doing. Versus fear is different. Like fear puts us in a trauma response and oh, wow. it doesn't have optimal your your nervous system isn't like in its optimal place to try to process if it's in a fear, you know, a trauma response. So let's let's look at that and that's part of prep work and why that's important. Oh, that is so I Okay, that is really interesting. Anxiety and fear are different. I want to like talk about that more. Mm-hmm. Um, like, would you say that with fear you don't do something that you want to do? Like, can you? I don't know. Can you say more about why anxiety and fear being different? Like examples. I just. Well, you get anxiety. It's kind of like whenever you go on stage. Mm-hmm. I uh, get those like. Yeah. Yeah. So that is like, why, why do you feel anxious? Is it care about it? Yeah. Yeah. Versus fear might be more paralyzing and might, Mm. you might like not do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like people are like, Oh, I've always wanted to do stand up or something, Mm -hmm. but I could never get on stage because the, and you say that underneath that, the, the fears I could never get on stage because there's some fear of rejection or Mm -hmm. something that causes us to to act in response to that Mm. that fear and anxiety can do the same thing right can can get to that point but i feel like when it's i mean that's the best like example of like you're like this is important and i want to do well Mm -hmm. you know there's you're not going to get harmed by it right (laughs) right but sometimes fear can be really based in like some people might try to do stand up and think I'll literally die if I walk out there and bomb. Yeah. And so that's fear versus anxiety. Yeah. Is, is that that's, yeah, help? That does. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. You can define either one of those things in so many ways. And so it, it just really is each person's experience with it. But I would say nine times out of 10, when I've like kind of reframed anxiety and fear around that, they're normally like, yeah, this is anxiety because mm. this, this feels like important and there's been a lot of buildup and prep to doing it and there's something unknown about it. So that makes a lot of sense. And so is it fear is normally rooted in something that's already happened that tells us this is something to fear. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we're, it's wired in there. Yeah. yeah. That instantly makes me think of like, when I was in therapy before I didn't want to get angry because my family has like anger issues Mm -hmm. and just like being kind of afraid of that emotion. Mm -hmm. Does that like, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've seen what that, what happens. Mm -hmm. Sounds something scary happens. Something bad happens. Yeah. Do you have fear in your life? (laughs) Yeah. I'm afraid I do. <laughs> nice. I know. <laughs> it can be funny sometimes. <laughs> You're very funny. Mm, thanks. Um, yes, I have fear. Um, I deal with health anxiety. Mm. Um, but it, that's rooted in fear. 
Yeah. And so um, I feel like that's the main way that shows up. Your health anxiety is rooted in fear. Yeah, you get, yeah, because the fear is like something. Sorry, I'm just so stuck on this fear versus anxiety. I just love it for some reason. Okay. <laughs> some people are listening are like, it sounds pretty wrapped up to me. <laughs> I'm like, there's something more here. <laughs> Can you put words to that? <laughs> I think, may, okay, let me, let me try. I don't know. I think I've just, uh, I have anxiety and it's Mm -hmm. been like a big thing in my life. Uh, kind of like something that I've had to fight and, Mm -hmm. um, battle and control. Mm -hmm. And when you say there's a difference between fear and anxiety, I don't know. It just loose, it lightens anxiety a little bit Mm -hmm. instead of being something. I feel like anxiety feels like a response to some fear maybe. Mm. That's yeah, a, yeah. There, no, there's no black and white. It's not either you're anxious or you're fearful. Mm. You know, yeah. There's anxiety that comes around as a response to fear for sure. Mm. But they can feel they have a different feel to them. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people may agree or disagree. Doesn't mean it's wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, just <laughs> my understanding of it is just a way to frame it. Mm-hmm. Is to. Fear does, would you say fear feels heavier than anxiety? Yeah, it feels deeper. Mm-hmm. How? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> Obviously, this is from my experience, but I think because through, like, self-discovery and therapy and stuff, I've realized fears that I didn't know I had. And they, they kind of like go like anxiety. I know what that I feels like. Mm-hmm. It's very present moment. Like, is it normally an anticipation of something? I feel like anxiety nor is normally we're anticipating yeah. something that maybe we have experienced as fearful in the past. Mm. Like I feel like fear is tied to experiences. Yeah. Like we're we're wired, but and we I think of like our nervous system like a computer program. That when we first get our computers, it's got some basic programming on it. Then we get to like we need to update it, right? Mm-hmm. And so our experiences are updating our system, and our nervous system's job is to keep us safe and survive. Mm. So it's constantly have to look for where am I not safe? Yeah. So fear is a safety mechanism. Wow. That's just so nice because now, and maybe I've heard of this before, but I'm just now clicking. But like when I have anxiety and it feels hard, I can be like, where, where is this like rooted back into fear? Mm -hmm. Like, why do I feel like I'm unsafe or has this happened before? Mm -hmm. Here's a, maybe this helps in another example. You're walking in the woods and you see a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Fear is what gets you running to safety, mm-hmm. right? The next time you're hiking in the woods, mm-hmm. your anxiety is telling you to look out for a bear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm anxious about this fearful thing happening again. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So when you think like our system has to, it has to constantly remember that negativity bias. Where are things not safe? Mm. It has to remember that to try to keep you safe. It doesn't need to know I did this and it was great. 
<laughs> yeah. It needs to know I, I did this and there was it wasn't safe. So let's do something different next time to keep us safe. So that's your nervous system having to remember. So whether that is I've tried to have a close, intimate relationship with someone, meaning doesn't necessarily mean just being physical, intimate, mm-hmm. but emotionally vulnerable and that sort of thing. And I was rejected. Mm-hmm. Whether I tried to continually connect with a parent that would not respond and be connecting with me, though that doesn't feel safe. So our wiring for connection now becomes fear-based. Mm. So then we found ourselves in adult relationships and someone tries to get close to us. That's a scary thing, and we're scared of it, so we push people away. Right. Or we we, we can't, vulnerability feels very scary. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It definitely does. I have two things to say about that. Mm-hmm. One, I feel like that, especially with relationships, hides. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people, including myself, uh, don't realize that we're pushing people away. Right. Until you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do it so subconsciously sometimes. Right. Yeah. Like with anxiety, I'm like, I'm having a panic attack or mm-hmm. I'm feeling very anxious. Mm-hmm. But with fear, it's so mm-hmm. sneaky. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've seen where people, the whole self-sabotaging thing. Yeah. You don't realize it. Um, I, in a relationship I was in in the past, I remember this person was like, one day they were just like, sorry, I've been kind of like a jerk here recently, but I realized I'm trying to. I think little me was trying to test you to see if you're going to leave. Oh my goodness. And I was like, well, I'm still here. (laughs) So so we don't have to do that anymore, but we subconsciously do those things. And so circling back to talk therapy helps you become aware of those behaviors and patterns that you're doing. Trauma therapy is going to help you resolve that in your nervous system and the fear and the message that vulnerability is scary it's going to help you work through that in your system and like we want to get it out of there so that you're working from a different truth i love that yeah i love that (laughs) yeah this was good this was a good uh spooky (laughs) (laughs) vulnerability is scary (laughs) (laughs) boo (laughs) (laughs) i love that so much and um i have more to say personally mm-hmm. um but i uh this is the moment where we take it to the subscribers yeah, yeah. i have a good question to pose oh yeah how different would your look life look if you didn't make decisions based in fear <laughs> <laughs> okay i immediately just started crying <laughs> <laughs> listen behind the paywall <laughs> thank you guys Thanks for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. I am trauma therapist Melanie Reese, and you can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. My name is Amber Autry. I am a comedian here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And while you're at it, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing this podcast. I know that sounds like a lot, but it helps so much. And we're, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. We're healing. It feels good. Mm-hmm. So just like, just a little extra sauce, sharing it with a friend, rate and review it. It really helps and we appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have a topic or um, conversation that you want to hear us talk about or a story you'd like to share on your own, shoot us an email at I'm fine sometimes at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.